What did Rumi or Thich Khan or Jesus feel when they sat down to pray? And how can we nurture that same deep intimacy with the universe? The Holy Rebels podcast exists because mysticism is not a frequently discussed topic. It's often described in an esoteric way that makes it seem like mystical intimacy is reserved for the spiritual elite. The reason mysticism is vague and hard to understand is because it happens at the deepest level of your soul, a part of yourself that is hidden from your own awareness. I'm Nina Hielanda. Welcome to Holy Rebels, the podcast for modern mystics who seek the sacred in all things. This is where we explore mystical theology to help you put your spirituality into action. Over the years, through our pilgrimages to sacred sites around the world, conferences with best-selling authors, and many, many ceremonies in awesome places, from Stonehenge to Chartres Cathedral, I've been fortunate to meet hundreds of amazing souls around the world who all want the same basic thing, to live an inspired and meaningful life. Spirituality is important to them, but often they've had negative experiences with organized religion. These are the brave souls who have carved out their own spiritual path, and I like to call them holy rebels. If you are one of these people, one of these holy rebels, then you're probably a highly intuitive person. You find it easy to empathize with others. You love to learn and you're perpetually curious about the world around you. You love to understand the meaning and symbolism behind images and events. You notice synchronicities and you strive to see the good, even when you're hurting. Maybe you've become an expert in something, perhaps a creative passion or something in the healing arts. You're strong and you're emotionally resourceful. And you've earned the wisdom that you have by overcoming challenges that life has thrown your way. You see challenge as a source of your growth, and you think of your life as a great pilgrimage. If you can identify with the qualities that I've just listed, then you, my friend, are a holy rebel. Welcome. There's a quote by a Jesuit mystic, Teilhard de Chardin, that aptly describes how holy rebels see themselves. It goes, We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Sounds about right. Now, today we find ourselves between these two polarized worldviews about spirituality. In some parts of the world, especially in secularized North America and Europe, being religious is seen as kind of embarrassing, even irrational. It's not uncommon for people to think that religion is dangerous or opposed to modern ideals. Those who are religious must be sheltered or naive or just plain uneducated. 
To the majority of people in the United States, Christianity is the religion to which other religions are measured. Christianity is the religion by which the word religion is defined. That is, the framework for how we understand what religion is supposed to be. And in that sense, Christianity, and therefore religion, represents an old, outdated, irrational system, a silly belief in some man in the sky who watches over us. And by contrast, Eastern religions, such as Hinduism, Buddhism, Sufism, are viewed in a very different light in the Western world. This is partly the result of a shallow understanding of the Christian tradition and a romanticizing of so-called exotic religions of the East. But the thing is, the theological criticism aimed at Christianity, I'm talking about the man in the sky, is irrelevant altogether because that idea is based on pop culture and not on theology. The intellectual tradition of Catholic theology and Christian mysticism is a broad, deep, and complex one. And it would probably be highly interesting to those who are willing to look deeper rather than through a pop culture-infused misrepresentation. Strangely enough, at the same time, people love to call themselves spiritual. You'll hear people say, I'm spiritual, but not religious. And so, on one hand, we reject religion, we have shame around anything that represents belief, and on the other hand, we yearn for a deep connection to the divine. What we really want is a personal experience of God. One of my greatest influences is a 16th century Carmelite mystic named John of the Cross. He describes this longing for mystical connection in this way. He says, I no longer want to hear about you, nor have my emotions stirred by people speaking of you. I yearn for your presence. These messengers simply frustrate and grieve me because they remind me of how distant I am from you. They reopen wounds in my heart and they seem to delay your coming to me. From this day onward, send me no more messengers, no more doctrines. They cannot satisfy my overwhelming desire for you. I want you to give yourself completely to me, and I want to give myself completely to you. The love which you show me in glimpses, reveal to me fully. The love which you convey through messengers, speak it to me directly. I sometimes think that you're mocking me by hiding yourself from me. Come to me, beloved. Come to me with the priceless jewel of your love. Wow. So, that's pretty intense. But it describes this longing that so many of us have deep in our hearts. So, 
How do you form a mystical bond with God? What did Rumi or Tikna Khan or Jesus feel when they sat down to pray? And how can we nurture that same deep mystical intimacy with the universe? This is why the Holy Rebels podcast exists. Because mysticism is not a frequently discussed topic. It's often described in an esoteric way that makes it seem like mystical intimacy is reserved for the spiritual elite. And that's just not the case. The number one reason why mysticism is vague and hard to understand is because it happens in the deepest part of your soul, a part of yourself that is hidden from your own awareness. But you can find these places within yourself. And with practice and the right set of skills, you can have what Teresa of Avila describes as a state in which the soul experiences an extraordinary peace and rest, accompanied by delight or pleasure in contemplating God as present now. Have you ever seen the YouTube video called Cosmic Eye to the Universe? I'll link it in the show notes below. In the video, there's a smiling boy standing in a green field. And using Google imagery that's stitched together, the camera zooms out to create a stunning visual impact of the massive scale of the universe. The camera zooms out from the green field, and then the city, and then the country, the continent, the planet, the solar system, the galaxy, further and further out to the farthest reaches of the known universe. And then the camera zooms back to the same boy standing on the green grass. It's pretty cool, but the truly awe-inspiring part is when the camera zooms in. You see the boy standing on the grass, and then the camera zooms into his pupil, and you journey into the inner universe. The body, the retina, a blood vessel, and then into a white blood cell. And what is so amazing is that you can zoom in as far as you can zoom out. And you see the universe from the minuscule elementary particles all the way out to the gigantic cosmic web. I think of this video as an analogy of the inner landscape because there is so much that we don't know about who we are. Humans are curious creatures. We want to experience the source of our wonder to understand and to chase what makes us feel alive. It's human nature, and it's the attitude of a mystic. And that's why the Holy Rebels podcast exists. In every episode, we're going on an adventure into your inner landscape. And in the process, we're going to learn about the history and the development of Western mysticism, metaphysics, theology, 
and we'll hear the personal stories of our spiritual ancestors, like Julian of Norwich, Meister Eckhart, Mary Magdalene, Francis of Assisi, and so many more. There's a brilliant 20th century American writer named Thomas Merton. Have you heard of him? He was a Trappist monk, and he was intimately familiar with this mystical experience that we're speaking about. In fact, he wrote it down. Listen to this. Merton says, In Louisville, at the corner of 4th and Walnut, in the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I love all these people, <laughs> that they are mine and I theirs, that we could not be alien to one another even though we were total strangers. It was like waking up from a dream of separateness, self-isolation in a special world. This sense of liberation from an illusory difference was such a relief and such a joy to me that I almost laughed out loud. I have the immense joy of being a human, a member of the human race, a race in which God himself became incarnate. As if the sorrows and stupidities of the human condition could overwhelm me now that I realize what we all are. And if only everyone could realize this, but it cannot be explained. There's no way of telling that people are all walking around shining like the sun. Then it was as if suddenly I saw the secret beauty of their hearts. The depths of their hearts, where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can even reach. The core of their reality. The person that each one is in God's eyes. If only they could all see themselves as they really are. If only we could see each other that way all the time. There would be no more war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed. But this cannot be seen, only believed and understood by a peculiar gift. That's pretty beautiful of Thomas Merton to write, isn't it? He's saying that if we truly understood who we are, if we could see one another as brothers and sisters, there would be no war, no hatred, no cruelty, no greed. Because from the vantage point of mysticism, your whole life transforms. When we share our spiritual experiences with others, as Merton does here with us, we are breathing life into a hidden reality that is all around us and influencing us all. The way we feel, our purpose, our values, our sense of belonging and community. It's important to make visible the symbolic nature of existence. And when we talk about it, the spiritual nature of reality seems to reveal itself through conversations and synchronicities. It just kind of shows up. 
This is the arena of life that gives us a sense of meaning and connection. And for these reasons alone, mysticism is worth exploring. And I haven't even mentioned the fact that mysticism is one of the central sources of inspiration for innovative ideas across fields, from philosophy, art, and literature, to science, astronomy, and archaeology. Mystical experiences have generated meaningful cultural change, precisely because of the obscurity of the source of its inspiration. We can say that mysticism is a form of spiritual creativity that spills over into all the facets of being human. It transcends the boundaries of time and space by reaching out to a reality that cannot be grasped by means of ordinary human cognition. I am so excited to have this conversation with you, my friend. In this first season of Holy Rebels, we're going to explore the three traditional stages of mysticism, the purgative way, the illuminative way, and the unitive way. You're going to discover the types of mystical practices that you relate to most. Maybe you're drawn to the nature mysticism of St. Francis or contemplative prayer from the cloud of unknowing. With guidance from the spiritual masters of the past, we're going to map out our inner landscape. My friend, I created this podcast to share the valuable resources that I wish I had before studying theology and becoming a sister of the Third Order of St. Francis. Honestly, there's so much misleading woo-woo out there, and having a proven roadmap of the inner life that's been created by thousands of mystics over thousands of years across traditions is so important because it will ground you and provide you with wisdom. The Holy Rebels podcast will get you where you want to go, which is to be more present with the things that matter to you and to grow into more of who you were meant to be so you can live a joyful, purposeful life. You deserve it, my friend. Subscribe to this podcast right now, because in the next episode, we're diving right in. We're talking about mystical experiences. What is a mystical experience? How do you know if you've had one? My friend, spiritual companionship is a truly a rare treasure. And so I'm glad that we've found each other. This is your life. Make it count. I'll see you next time on the Holy Rebels podcast. <laughs>